Mick Collis is in the studio. Mickey. Hello, Goss. Good to see you. Yeah, likewise, mate. Uh, we're going to talk about the Wallabies in a moment. This morning on ABC News, Tony Armstrong, who does a great job, former Adelaide Crow and Sydney Swan, uh, very strong opinions, uh, very knowledgeable, of course. He was reading the sport about Tim Payne, of course, SEN Tassie's Tim Payne, going in for surgery. Mm. Have a listen to how it went. Tim Payne is set to undergo neck surgery, but medical staff remain confident that the veteran will be fit for the ashes. Payne has a bulging dick that has been disc that has been that's a funny one has been causing him pain. I'm going to throw to you very quickly, Michael. Bulging what? Disc, no. disc. I said disc. That's what that's what I oh. thought you said. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I'm just going to drink water. Mate, over to you. Oh it boy. Happens. Oh boy. Uh, it happens. Have you ever made a, a folks par like that? Uh, no, probably not quite as good as that one. Yeah, especially on television, which has gone absolutely viral now. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Um, gee, a, long, a week's a long time in rugby. Un- unbelievable. I, no one saw that coming. I want to take you back to our conversation right. we had in this very studio <laughs> when you were wearing thongs and shorts right. last week. This week you've dressed up, which is nice because our bosses are all here. Can't tell you who they are, but they're very, very, very big hitters on SEN, of course. This is our conversation we had about the Wallabies uh, and where they're at after being thumped by the All Blacks. They were flat. Yeah. I can't believe they've been here for three weeks, pumped up for it. Yeah. Got something to play for, don't want to get beaten 3 0, and we're 18 0 down at a half time, and I'm going, what? Is that the best we've got? Yeah, like we mentioned yesterday in the call, I, I think, not not individually, but I think as a group, I think they're a bit mentally soft. They look like their heads heads dropped a few times and, and a couple of missed tackles, and, and you just think that, yeah, like they were flat, and I, I, I think a lot of it was mental yesterday. I don't, I don't know. What you've got to do to when you've on the, been on the hiding of the, they've been on over the last couple of weeks, and you've got a bit of time for redemption in in front of a crowd here and with a, on a nice day, and they can't lift for that. I there's some problems going on. Fifty five thousand people, too, mate. Yeah, yeah. We've just been beaten three times convincingly yeah. by the number two team in the world. Now because our confidence is so high, we're going to go and play the number one. <laughs> Team in the world. So we've got two tests against South Africa, okay. which is I don't think is going to be pretty. No. And then we've got Argentina thrown to the mix. So Argentina's one rank below us, but I think by the time we get to Argentina, we're going to be so mentally destroyed mm. that I'd, I think we might maybe get one of those games out of the two. We just we don't have the depth. And if we lose one guy, well, then we think, oh, what do we do now? So it's, a, it's, a, it's just a mess. <laughs> do, you re- do you record what we talk about, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Incredible turnaround. Look, no one, as I said, no one saw it coming uh, at all. It was, um, and it, no one would have expected that. So I don't know whether, but the funny thing, we've got a really good track record against South Africa. And in the games we've played here, I think it's um, it's probably even in the test matches we've had here. There was some stat that five out of the six Quade Coopers played, we, or we won five of the six that Quade's played. They've brought him back out of four years in the wilderness. When you knew he was coming back, what was your first thought? Is that a step backwards? Um, and the old Quade Cooper from four or five years ago, we'd be going, where's his investment? You know, wh- where is he at between the years, on and off the field? Different bloke. Completely different bloke. And, I don't, and, and you know, James O'Connor's a bit the same. Yeah. So, but they, both these guys are in their 30s. So they're not the long-term answer, but but you can't – you've got to win test matches. And – the guy that they had, Noah Lolasio, although he's good, he's only 20. He you were a, critical of him the previous yeah, he week. he just wasn't any good. Like, I think he can be good, but at this stage, he's not He's not ready. And it's a big jump from Super Rugby to Test Match Rugby, and, and I just don't think that he's there yet. 
So they were going to, they would have plugged O'Connor in if he was fit. And again, he was this young brash kid came in at seventeen mm. and thought he was a rock star. Yeah. And, and the brand. The... I remember when Peter Vlahos, who works here at SEN, door stopped him. I reckon walking across the road in Oxford Street in Leadable when he was leaving the Western Force to go play for the Rebels. Rebels because of his brand. For the brand, and I thought you Pratt. Yeah, and everyone thought the same. He was the Justin Bieber of rugby for a long time, and no one liked him. Went off the rails. He went to England. Uh, he came back here. He was the starting fifteen for the Wallabies against the Lions and, and no super rugby team wanted him. So he, he went away again, came back, went away, came back. And, and finally now uh, he he's just, everyone loves him. So he's, he's matured. And I think Cooper was in that same era where they had just this brash group of guys. It was Kirtley Beale, Digby Uwani, mm. James O'Connor, um, Quade Cooper, these young guys that had the world at their feet on good money, thought they could do anything under the Robbie Deans era, and it, it just wasn't good. So I think Quade's had time to get away. He's been playing second-tier rugby in Japan, so he's away from all the hype and people telling him that he's great every day, and he's obviously matured and, and come back. And the guy can play. He's always been a very good player, and I think with that, the ability and the maturity now, what he, what he delivered on the weekend, he just steered that ship. And that's what that number 10 has to do is just – they just direct traffic. And- but there was flair. There was I watched that team. They look more, It's almost like Dave Rennie, the coach, said he's in the team and we want an injection of flair. Even if it doesn't come off, we just need to be productive because they weren't productive. We watched that game the previous week and you're the expert and I'm just a nuffy. But they just were passable trying to think, well, will there be a hole here eventually? Yeah. And the 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 All Blacks gave him nothing, mm. and it was just keep you off. That's all it became. It was, it was yeah. So I don't want it. You have it. Well, I don't yeah. want it. You have it. And yeah. That's, that, and there was no structure, and it was it was terrible to watch. But you know, on the weekend, I mean, South Africa plays such a boring style of rugby. I was watching that first half, and I'm thinking, if you're the first time watcher of a game of rugby, you'd think this is ridiculous. Yeah. Because they just do this box kick, box kick, yeah. box kick, and it was it was boring. So we we were able to. You know, and Quade, he kept putting it behind them. He tried to, because they're a big side, you try to turn them around a bit. And Quade's got the confidence to yeah. do that. Whereas someone like Lolisio, everything, it's like a golf with the yips. You know, you think, oh, I'm a bit scared to make this putt or this, this shot. I'll lag it up there. So you just wait. So yeah. whereas Quade's, he's he's done it before and he's prepared to, to back himself. Whereas Lily has to think, oh, I don't want to make a mistake. Whereas Quade's happy to make a mistake. Stay with us, watch it. Um, because uh, it's a lovely. I haven't mind it. Although it doesn't no, look like No, I don't it. think you did. <laughs> I, need to wear, I wore a jumper on the way in to try but, and help with the creases. Let me tell you, if you iron something, probably want to turn it on. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get a Quade Cooper game-winning kick after the siren. It is the 10.30 news. We'll go to Quade Cooper into the news. This is Tuesday's edition of Sporting Goss with Mick Coss. He said it's not all about the rugby. He just wanted to be a better version of himself. Well, can he have the best of both worlds in 2021? Quade Cooper... The win! It's on its way! It's on its way! It's good! Quade Cooper is the man! 27 away from 11, 19.6 degrees. She's a warming up nicely. Jack Purchase, New Perth Wildcats, signing after 11 o'clock. Greg Clark from the Subiaco Football Club. They're into the second semi-final. This kid will be playing on an AFL list next year. Tyson Beatty talking all things American sport with star Spangled Banter. And, of course, plenty more. We're also going to hear from Adam Simpson. Mick Collis is here. How's the book? It's gone all right. Yeah. Apparently I got a call from the uh, publisher last week and he said they're very happy. It's been one of the successes of the whole Father's Day time. So the bookshops are going to keep it through to Christmas. So it's, um, I had, actually had an email from a bloke this morning that I've never met. He emailed me offering me a suggestion for a volume two. 
So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm pondering volume two. So explain to me what and the listeners what volume one is because um, we gave away the signed copy that you gave us. and So, yes, yeah, so it's called I'd, Australia's Toughest. No, I'd like a second copy. Australia's Toughest. Well, I'll organise that for you. <laughs> Australia's Toughest Sports People. So it's 12 athletes who epitomise the grit, courage and determination of Australian sport. So okay, just, and they are. Rattle them off the dozen. Here oh, we go. Oh, jeez. So Rick McCosker, John Sattler, Alyssa Camplin, Anna Mears, Curtis McGrath, Hayden Button Jr., uh, Robert Dippier Dominico, Dermot Brereton, Dean Jones, Nathan Charles, and oh, Gillian Rolton, and one other. It is a good book. It is beautifully presented. It's beautifully written. And it's 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 adversity. And some of the people that you hear the stories inside of it, you know, I haven't heard of. You mentioned John Sattler. Yeah. John Sattler. So explain to me who John so Sattler is. So rugby league player, yeah. uh, captain of the Rabbitohs in 1970 grand final, broke his jaw in the sort of third minute. He just got, and that was in the old days where it was just brutal. Yeah. Was, same with the AFL. It was just violent at that time. And he just got cleaned up by this bloke and his jaw split. So his jaw was in three places. So the only thing holding it together was his skin. And he was one of only two players that wore a mouth guard at the time. So he said to keep it in place, he would push it up and just bite on his mouth guard. And every time he made a tackle, his jaw would fall out. So he just said, I'd just push it back up again and bite on my mouth guard. I'm thinking, you're crazier than I am. But, uh, and how does he look now? Looks good. He's got, although, you know, sadly he's got a bit of dementia coming in, which I think from that era, we're going to see a lot yeah, more of that very um, true. coming through. And he, you know, took a lot of knocks. So he's, um, he's certainly slowing down. I caught him just as he was just starting to go. So my timing was pretty good with him. Funny you should say that. Um, uh, a family member of mine is, uh, has Alzheimer's. He's in his 70s. And it'd be interesting to know, you know, you can have the Alzheimer's Association and, and, and help uh, inside the Alzheimer's Association and people. But is there a connection with sporting people who suffer from it? And you talk about dementia. I'd be interested to know whether, because I, I reckon some people and, and, the person that I know is suffering from it doesn't want to go to an association, sit there and, you know, oh, this is the process and this yeah, is the way. Okay. He wants to hear real stories, almost admission stories. Yeah, I suffer from and this is this is my life. And then and they're more relatable. It's almost, yeah. I'd be interested to know if anyone out there knows of anywhere that uh, sports men or women who uh, suffer from Alzheimer's and dementia where they can – share their stories yeah. and know their stories. And no, that's not being disrespectful to the associations who are, do a remarkable job. But some people who are driven by sport, success and failures and the battle and the brutality of, of their sporting days and winning and losing and all that sort of stuff and have grown up with sport, they're different to Mary and John who... Completely. You know what I mean? Completely different. So I'd, I'd, be hope, I'd love to know if there's an association out there or a connection somehow because I think there's more than just my family member who's suffering at the moment, a lot of people out there who would love that connection to the, where they can relate to someone that could ho- possibly give them a positive outlook mm. and rather than just an arm around their shoulder to say, yes, this is what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, and it's not pretty. It is not. Where to now for the Wallabies? Well, they've got the Springboks again this week and I, I don't think we'll have the fairy tale this week. And But <laughs> funny thing, Quade Cooper, he's been trying, because he was born in New Zealand and he's been trying to get, Australian citizenship, and he's applied four times, and they keep knocking him back because they said he hasn't got proved that he's actually done anything for the benefit of Australia. <laughs> and, and he said, I've played 70 test matches for the Wallabies. What more have I got to do? So he's not an Australian citizen? No, but now after he's, he kicks or eight from eight to win this game, all of a sudden it's been sped through, and apparently uh, today I think it's coming out that they're going to make him an Australian citizen. Wow. <laughs> That's wacky. Just bizarre. Yep. So he applied four times and been knocked back four times. Could you speak to the same people that are helping on Quade Cooper to get Bryce Cotton through too? That would be great. 
That would be handy, wouldn't As it? As our network does own the Perth Wildcats, we would like him to be an Australian Australian's so we can get another American. Correct. Yeah, but so we got there. Wallabies got the Springboks this week, and I, they'll, I think they were a bit complacent last week, the Springboks, and they won't be. You know, there's four, four yellow cards on the weekend. Yeah. So I don't know. Rugby, I don't know what's going on with, um, with rugby. It needs to try and sort itself out a little bit. Um, I do believe, that, again, from a mug sitting in the cheap seats, you're an ex-player and you know the game. Hearing the refs talking to the TMO. Yeah, very American now, isn't it? Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I'm not convinced. It, I think it should be understated rather than highlighted because you hear the conversation, oh, I reckon it could be a yellow card. What do you think? And then yeah. he responds back to the crowd. Go, hey! yeah. um, you don't get in that in AFL. I just have a sneaking suspicion they could still watch it, yep. have communications with upstairs, yep. and when the final decision is made, then, they speak. then you speak. Yeah, because it, it, and, and again, I think it's, it's making gonna... the referees into something. That, that bloke, yep. as much I don't know who, whether he's a, he was an Englishman, yep. I don't know whether he's an experienced international referee, but I, I felt like he was loving every minute of it. Yeah, and and I think the the, the risk they have with that because rugby's got a great tradition of being respectful, as we spoke yeah. about with with the referees. Yeah, and I think if you start opening it up to where you've got you're hearing conversations, whether a bit, oh, I don't know, what do you think? I don't know. It takes away that authority from me, for the referee. So I think it just Agreed. needs to be the ref's call. You'll disagree, well, 50% will disagree, 50% will agree, which is every decision, and then you move on. But once you start this this conversation, that just, then you're going to have, I just think that's a downward spiral. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Dan on the text, 0487736736. Where is the book again? Where do I buy the book? What's the name of the book and how much does it cost me, the book? So it's Australia's Toughest Sports People, available wherever you buy books, Collins, Dimmick's Bookshops, Target, Big W, um, all those shops, or just if you Google Australia's Toughest Sports People, there's heaps of places you can get it online. And Rick McCosker's on the front with Rick his... Rick McCosker's the 12th, the one I forgot. <laughs> so he's the cover he's the and cover you forgot button. him. I forgot Rick McCosker. Yeah. And he's the one with the bandage around the centenary test of 77. Centenary test, yep. Went out to bat, scored four runs, broke his jaw, came back three days later. Thanks for coming in. My Thank pleasure, you for Goss. dressing up. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Tie in a suit next week. Next week. All right. Good on you. Mick Collis Thanks, joining us on Sporting Goss.